Welcome to the Wisdom Club podcast, where we talk to inspirational business leaders in our community that inspire us to lead a life full of wisdom and build a business as worthy of our wildest dreams. I'm your host, Leo Chen. I'm a tech entrepreneur, real estate advisor, and investor located right here in sunny coastal Orange County, California. And the goal of this podcast is to expand your mind and share what's possible. Hey, Leo. Hi, Michelle. Hi. It's been a while since we've uh, been on live. Uh, you were one of my earlier uh, podcast guests back in 2020, and um, I think it's time for a refresh. Yeah, I can't believe it's been almost three years, right? I know, I know. Well, yeah, it's uh, two and a half years plus, something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. time flies and uh, lots of change in your life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. You've And within that time, you've had... Uh, Two two new babies, two kids, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the um, uh, business has been going uh, well for you. And uh, today we just want to reintroduce you a little bit, uh, talk about life, talk about business, and talk about you know, everything that inspires you. And uh, maybe that could be uh, lessons for our audience. So, um, in case uh, those that don't know, uh, Michelle is the principal attorney and the owner of Mew Epstein Law, which she has uh, since rebranded over the last couple of years. And her experience in working with startups and Fortune 500 companies, um, advising them and protecting their businesses, valuable trademarks and intellectual properties all throughout the world. Um, And uh, we know that it's super important uh, with a business large and small, but you know, even more so for large businesses is because uh, a lot of money uh, that could be uh, that could be at stake, you know, regarding trademarks. And so it's always good to start out right. But uh, I'm not the expert here and would love for uh, Michelle to talk a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, Thanks again, Leo, for having me um, on your podcast. I always love coming and visiting um, and I love your whole setup too. Uh, (laughs) Way more better than my my background. Uh, But so, so yeah, so thanks so much for the introduction. My name is Michelle Mew Epstein and I am the owner and um, principal attorney of Mew Epstein Law. um, And I provide Um, trademark services and business law services to startups to Fortune 500 companies in a wide variety of industries. So anywhere ranging from apparel, cosmetics, to food and beverage, to even cannabis. Um, And so when we talk about trademarks, um, I guess, you know, a good kind of fundamental overview is what is a trademark, right? And so a trademark is essentially a word, phrase, symbol, or design that distinguishes your goods and services uh, from somebody else's. So if you think about like, for example, uh, McDonald's versus Burger King, what comes to mind? You think of like golden arches for McDonald's, right? Um, and then you think about like Coke versus Pepsi, what, what comes to mind? And so that's kind of like what um, your logos and names that you associate with your goods and services um, really help consumers identify your product. And then also they have an expectation of what they can um they can expect when they purchase your goods and services. Um, and so companies seek trademark registration because they want to make sure that, hey, the name um, or the logo that I'm using in commerce is going to be mine alone. Um, and I'm going to be able to prevent other people from using that same or similar mark and kind of like benefiting off of, 
you know, the brand that I have created. And so that's why people seek that registration. And it's so important because that's your identity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so just, uh, just to kind of, um, bring it to people who may not know uh, too much about trademarks. I mean, we're all bombarded with trademarks and, and branding and stuff like that. And I have, have two general questions that I hear a lot from business mm-hmm. owners and associates and stuff like that, especially for real estate agents like myself, mm-hmm. is that when they start out, they get a real, real estate license and how do they get you know, known, right? Mm-hmm. How do people recognize them? How do they get it out there? And then you have your uh, more of any other industries. Uh, if they might be selling a product, uh, they might be selling uh, some sort of a service. And um, uh, maybe you can take back to, let's just say I'm starting a, a business today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when should I engage with someone like you? And um automatically I'm thinking, oh, I need to have a logo. I need to have this. I need to have that. And Mm -hmm. um, if I'm starting out today, you would uh, direct me to what kind of people and what what services will you also dovetail into that so that I can have a more well-rounded, you know, startup uh, Mm -hmm. of of branding and recognition. and, And then going forward, hopefully marketing will be easier. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good question because people are like, well, when do I start? Like, when's a good time? I don't know, you know? And so, um, you know, at the very beginning, and that that's so important because, you know, uh, getting in front of um, a person before they launch their business um, really will help identify any potential issues that may be out there. So say you want to use, you, you have in your mind, you want to use a particular slogan or a tagline or um, a logo that you really love. Uh, well, you know, you want to make sure that that's free to use, right? And there's nobody else out there that's already existing out there and using it. And so typically what I like to do with my clients is I like to do a clearance search. So we'll see what else is out there um, being used. And, um, you know, I'll report back to the client and we'll discuss what's available. Um, If it is available, then, you know, we try to get that trademark registration process going as soon as possible. Um, I tell people, you know, it does take over a year to get that going. So if you know that that's something that's going to be in your wheelhouse for branding wise, to get that process started as soon as possible because it does take a very long time. Wow. Um, and so you, you don't, you know, you just have to keep that in mind as you're launching your business. Um, and, you know, we also talk about strategy wise, you know, where do you plan on taking your brand? Um, are there other things that you're going to be offering? So say you're offering um, your real estate agent services, right? But then similarly, maybe eventually you want to also sell merch, right? So we talk about those things. Um, and does it also make sense to expand outside of the US? And then I talk to clients and strategize about international protection as well. Okay, so we will start uh, nationally to just mm-hmm. make sure that uh, in this in this country that there isn't any conflict with with mm-hmm. trademarks, and then you can expand to you know globally, you know right. other countries, mm-hmm. or if there's a specific country that you might you know want to target and sell your goods or services, mm-hmm. you guys can check check on that you know as Correct. well. Correct. Yeah. 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 The the key is is just to have that conversation um, with a trademark attorney like myself or somebody similar, um, just to see that your brand that you plan on using is something that can be used, and you don't want to run into an issue where um, somebody else is already using it and they're you know now 
talking about sending you cease and desist letters and you're going to have to deal with other legal issues that are a headache um, while you're trying to get your brand off and going. Right. I didn't realize it would take a year. Now that's just to, just to get the trademark kind of established, solid establishment of the trademark, or is that something else that takes a year? The year is to register. So from the moment you file to registration, um, it can take a year plus. And that just depends on backlog of the U.S. Trademark Office. Um, that also depends on, you know, assuming it's a smooth process. So hopefully nobody takes action against your application and it's a smooth sailing process. And so you can expect at least a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that reminds us something because I have a tech background. That reminds us something like you would do. we would do that that maybe a lot of people could um, relate to is registering a domain name from like, you know, some sort of registrar like GoDaddy or some other hosting thing. And Mm -hmm. if it's somebody else already has it, obviously you can't, you know, you know, do the same, you know, so Mm -hmm. it, it, uh, it reminds me of that process, except, you know, I could probably dive buy a domain in like three minutes you right know? Uh, yeah, but, yeah 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 <laughs> uh, trademarks it's a it's a serious it's a serious thing because it's it's a it's a legal uh legal entity type of thing around branding and that that could be an issue so yeah right. that the, the trademark could also go into uh, an llc that you want to establish or a corporation of some sort you want to establish too because mm-hmm if you you could you know kind of line them up so that all the names all are you mm-hmm. know, correct so yeah. Yeah, yeah great great so uh i i love to hear some some examples of what uh businesses you've recently worked with that are good for people to know just kind of like walk through a real world scenario of what that sure. looks like and what problems they have run into and what successes <laughs> that uh, you were able to help them with that that you know avoided you know any kind of uh, issues uh, in the future yeah um i think a good kind of you know i think a good kind of example would just be talking about like real world things that have happened um and so you know a lot of people um try to do it yourself and you can absolutely do that the u.s trademark office has a wealth of information um it, it is a lot though you know and so um that's why you know having an attorney to kind of advise and guide you through that process is super important because it kind of cuts down Number one, the headache, and then number two, like all of the legal jargon that you're going to have to kind of maybe sift through, right? So um, I do, I I had one scenario that kind of came up with one client. So she has an apparel business and she decided I'm going to go ahead and file my trademark. And um, at the same time, I've already purchased a domain name. I've already, um, you know, launched my brand. I already have a website up. I've already invested in money and things like that. And around the middle of the registration process, which I'm going to say it was like about at that time, examinations were occurring between six to eight months. So, um, so around the six to eight month mark, she came, the U.S. Trademark Office came back and said, nope, sorry, there is already an apparel brand that's existing that has a similar name as you. and um, you know, and that's when she came to me and we talked about it. Um, unfortunately, it didn't make a lot of business sense to continue pursuing that same brand name that she was going after. And so we kind of went back to the starting point, point A, and we kind of did a lot of brainstorming. We talked about what she wanted her brand to look like, what she envisioned. And um, so she rebranded and we talked about that to keep in line with her vision. We did a clearance search and then uh, we filed it. And, um, you know, it, it took 
almost over a year, but her brand is registered now. So now she can rest easy that she can expand her brand. Um, and she's very happy with the result. Yeah. Second time's a charm, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hear this often because in our business, it's the same thing to um, a lot of like kind of do it yourselfers, like, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. let me go. Uh, I can just go online and I can go search for this and search for that. But I always try to tell them two things is, is number one, you don't do it every day. And so everything right. you, you're, you're tripping over, you know, uh, pitfalls and, and, and falling through pitfalls and back and forth and stuff like that. And, yeah. um, it caused you so much more, uh, pain and headache and stuff like that to do yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you probably could have done in, in less time for less okay. money after all the stuff that you've gone through yourself. And I, I give them the, uh, give them the example like if you had something wrong with your organ or with your heart like you don't just operate on yourself right <laughs> yeah, like right. like nobody nobody thinks to do that but yet it seems like everything else they right, try to yeah. like operate to self-operate and self-diagnose right like oh I think yeah. this is wrong let me do this and let me do that you know yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's just uh, in our world as we continue on things are becoming more and more complex mm -hmm. we have specialists such as you you know mm -hmm. that uh, is is a licensed lawyer and and have your own practice and are seeing clients day in and day out you know mm -hmm. regarding trademarks and so they can really like shortcut you within a couple of conversations like hey right. don't do this don't do that here's the right way to do this and do that and so you you can already not you know prevent them from all the problems like right. this is a perfect example right the perfect example is like they just just went ahead and started doing everything they put the cart before the horse <laughs> yes yeah and sometimes you know? people like don't know what they don't know so it's like you know it, it's really great to kind of have like an initial brainstorming strategy session and talk and really listen to like what what it is about their about the business right and then that way it can kind of dovetail into like different things that you maybe didn't think about when you were launching your business and right. um, making right. sure you're protected. Right. And I see it in three buckets uh, just from your talking is number one is uh, the actual trademark by law. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. that you you can't encroach on other people who have already registered. That's number one. That's mainly you know what you do. And then number two is the the branding that can go along with that because then you can't brand a name. You know that that's a that's trademarked to something else that you may not be able to use in the future. And mm -hmm. then third is the actual business entity that mm -hmm. you know could set all that stuff together. Is there anything in the missing kind of in that puzzle if someone were kind of do this properly? Really? Um, no, I think you kind of got it. in general. I mean, I think that that kind of like is a good assessment. Um, what you have, of course, every business is kind of different, right? But I think that's like a good foundation that you summarize. Yeah, right. I mean, the entity can be a different name. Mm -hmm. but you yep. need that to establish your bank and all that kind of right. stuff. And sometimes, yeah. it can, sometimes it can, can be confusing if it's a different name, but if you're, you're, if your goal is to kind of have a little bit of privacy around what corporation is actually right. falling under, then of course it could be totally different, but, but easiest for most uh, small businesses is just to keep it all the same, the same name, right. same LLC and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So, so that's good. I, um, you know, 
we're always just trying to prevent people from, you know, doing more, uh, doing stuff on their own and do it wrong and having to do it all over again. And a lot of times in our profession, we have to go and fix things before we can, you know, do the right things, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 You have to get things like back on track and then, you know, then you're able to kind of like, and that happens too, you know, sometimes, clients, uh, DIY, you know, um, their applications, we fix them. And then we also talk about like what else needs to be done as well. Yeah. So, uh, what are some other industries that are uh, of highest uh, interest to you to work with, um, as well as that you see in a lot of need as well? Um, I personally, I like to work with, um, I mean, all clients are great, right? So we can't like turn down a client, but, um, you know, as far as like preference goes, I do have more an affinity towards, you know, cosmetic companies, apparel brands, and then those in the food and beverage industry. Um, the reason why I like a cosmetic and apparel brands is because, you know, I, I, myself, my background, I wanted to go into fashion school. So like being a lawyer was not like, you know, my main goal. Um, you know, I had my trajectory kind of changed somewhere along the way and I went legal. Um, but I love listening to creatives and what they're building as far as their brand goes. Um, and then food and beverage, obviously for obvious reasons, right. Cause like everybody loves food and, um, you know, my parents owned a restaurant when, when I was younger. So, I just like kind of, um, I, I know the hustle of like those in the food and beverage industry. So I like to, I like to help, uh, people in that industry out. So big on food. I'm big on food. <laughs> big on food and beverage. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. uh, uh, the, the, the beauty and, uh, uh, apparel are mm-hmm. uh, obviously in your wheelhouse as well. So those yeah. of you guys out, out there listening, um, there's so many, uh, I mean, so many people that we've also come across, um, are starting, you know, apparel companies. And uh, I know a lot of, because we're here in uh, California in La La Land, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of ce- celebrities that made a lot of money, you know, right. branding their name on a uh, a beauty, a supply, makeup, mm-hmm. uh, uh, some sort of a skincare, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so uh, it's a great place to be, you know, for that. Um, are there any um, big names that you've worked with that we uh, we we might know? Uh, yes, absolutely. But I probably can't share them. So um, if you probably, you know, if you think of like the big brands, I've probably worked on some way or another um, in connection with those matters. So yeah, 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 it's it's really interesting to see because you get to see what's being released and launched in the marketplace before it actually happens. So yeah, it's exciting yeah. to be part of the journey. Right. Darn it. I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so um uh, you um, obviously have worked with all this stuff and um, uh, what what kind of cost are we talking about in starting uh, this exercise? Uh, if I have mm-hmm. a business idea and I want to you know get started um, or if I already have a business but I want to make sure that I'm clear um, mm-hmm. how how do uh, just for the sake of uh, because that's the first question people ask is like, yeah. well, how much is that going to cost me? I'm a business owner. I can't just yeah. know, spend, spend. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good question because like, it depends on the scenario when the client comes to you. Right. So typically you want to get them in the very beginning, 
And, you know, we're starting out new and we're talking about like the best way to protect the brand. So you might be looking at a couple thousand, you know, less than 5,000 perhaps. But if you're, if a client is coming to you and they're talking about like, oh, I already launched my brand and oh, there's like, you know, uh, ABC guy down the street. That's also like, you know, selling a competitive product similar to mine. Then we're talking about like, you know, way more money to kind of number one, you know, enforce your mark and number two, then having to go back and like register your mark. So um, it's going to be far more cost um, efficient and, and friendly if you start from the beginning rather than than coming to someone like me and talking about like problems first. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's same with a lot of things. A lot of clients come to me um, after they had a lot of frustration of things not right. working out. Yeah. Right? And so, uh, so then we just kind of show them the process and these processes are tried and true. Like we use them over and over because they work mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's the same with you. And so what does that process look like for you? So when they engage you, you have a consultation and then from there, you know, what happens? Yeah. So usually I offer free initial consultations, um, at the very minimum, I like to inform people, you know, what they may be looking at. And that's so important as a new business owner. So what they can expect is, you know, we'll do an introductory initial call. I learn about their business, uh, maybe give some recommendations on um, things that they may not have thought about or have thought about. And we go over that. Um, if they want to proceed, then I usually recommend a trademark search prior to filing the application. And then from my trademark search, I do a really deep dive into what's going on and maybe potential issues. And then we talk about that and go over that. If there's no issues, then we file the application um, as soon as possible. And then um, from there, that's when that time frame starts about that one year mark, right? And so the trademark office right now is taking anywhere between eight plus months before they examine. So even before they look at it, it takes like eight plus months. Um, and so from that point on, they will review it. If it's good, then they will approve the mark for publication, which is a 30 day window where um, essentially third parties can oppose your mark if they feel like it's too close to theirs. If you're able to kind of coast by that 30 day window, um, then your mark usually will register. And that process is like assuming like you're already selling uh, things in commerce. If you haven't sold things in commerce around the middle of the registration process, you will have to file proof of use. And I also kind of advise and go over what's needed for that filing too uh, with clients. So sounds kind of like seamless, but actually it is a very tedious and, you know, you have to follow up consistently to make sure you're not missing very important deadlines here. Um, and the trademark office has reduced the time frame from six months to three months now to address issues. So okay. um, it really kind of like lights a fire underneath applicants, but to like, make sure you, you file it timely. Otherwise they're going to abandon your mark. Yeah. I'm sure there's just uh, it's as, as uh, I think uh small business, small, medium businesses are a growing trend. A lot of people yeah want the freedom of working for themselves as well right. as, you know, kind of, uh, uh, pave their own destiny, if you will. Right. And so, uh, so, uh, businesses are more, more and more people are going into business for themselves than ever. And mm -hmm. so this is a really, really needed service. Uh, but I'm just curious, even for myself is mm -hmm. that when you do a deep dive and there are things that come up, uh, 
what is that process like you just you can dispute the trademark you you can fight for it or you can make a distinction or is it is it more prioritized to someone who has already previously registered how 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 can you fight for something yeah so usually we kind of identify issues in the trademark search process so when when i talk about doing like a deep dive I mean, I'm kind of like looking at the U.S. Trademark Office records through the lens of a potential U.S. Trademark examiner. Um, and so that's kind of like where I look at, okay, they're going to look at like, you know, they, they look at a number of factors, but, you know, they look at like, okay, are the marks going to sound the same? Do they look the same? Is it the same commercial impression um, or connotation? And then, um, you know, maybe related classes or categories, um, you know, so we want to take a look at all of that. And that's how I kind of um, present that to, to the client. And um, if there are any issues, um, we kind of take a look at what is involved. Um, client will kind of do like a um, cost benefit analysis at that point to see like, oh, is it worth pursuing? Um, should we fight it? And um, then we kind of like go through those options as well. Yeah. So it's not just the name. Mm -hmm. Like it could be the industry. Uh, what else could be a, a conflict that the that the, the the examiners kind of look at, maybe at a high level? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a, a number of factors, right? They want to see like, are, are your like customers going to be similar? You know, are the trade mm -hmm. channels kind of similar? Um, the 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 whole kind of overarching idea is that the U.S. Trademark Office is trying to prevent consumer confusion, so they don't want like two similar or identical brands out there marketing uh, or advertising the same thing and confusing consumers um, as to like who is the actual owner of of this you know good <laughs> i see i see so that's that's a good guideline it's it's a yeah. it's really for the consumer to protect yeah. the consumer from being uh frauded one way or the other mm -hmm. because they bought a product thinking it was some other product or, or right like that yeah, yeah. that's great yeah. that's great um okay well i think we i've i've learned a lot <laughs> <laughs> well good <laughs> you know? and, i'm glad uh, Hopefully a lot of people out there too. Um, um, we personally know a lot of people who, you know, have small businesses, whether they started this process or not, it's still good to reach out and just, you know, have a quick conversation to see if it's something that you really need to look into. Um, so that, I mean, oh, you probably have come across people who've lost tens and tens of thousands of dollars, oh, yes. you know, mm -hmm. and beyond as the longer that you go without, you know, mm -hmm. uh, kind of looking at this issue, um, mm -hmm. the worst is going to be like a hole just gets bigger. You know? mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so sooner, sooner is better for, yes. for, you, for your sake. And um, I know out there is so easy to uh, create a logo, create a name, add a, add a domain name and start making mm -hmm. a website and things like that. But uh, we want people to know more about, you know, protecting yourself because uh, it could be a, a big, big, it could, it could uh, break your business, you know? Right. And, it, it could really take you down. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So getting ahead of it early is, is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, you, uh, as per tradition, we, uh, we ask if you have a quote to share with us, you have that uh, handy for us. Oh, okay. That's a good, um, that's a good one. So I think it was like one for me, I think it was one from Oprah. So, and I kind of like, um, uh, 
had this quote on my phone when I was like studying for the bar, right? So it kind of gave me uh, motivation. And so um, the quote is create the highest, grandest vision possible for your life because you become what you believe. And so being your own. And I think that's such a great quote because like being your own cheerleader and kind of like visualizing like what you want for your life, um, you will in some way manifest it. And I'm such a believer on that. Yeah, I'm such a big fan of that. And thank you for bringing that to light. Uh, because what we don't, we don't know, if we don't know what's possible, like we mm -hmm. just stop ourselves. Correct. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one, a good friend of mine, um, shout out to Sharon Srivatsa out there, is he showed us a slide where there was this elephant and the elephant was tied to a little string, you know, mm -hmm. with a little stake. It could easily lift up its foot and leave, but because <laughs> it didn't know the possibility, it would just stand right. there. Right. It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't dare move. Right. You know, it probably yeah. take, take just lifting the foot and he's out, he's out of there. But, you know, because his limited possibilities, you know, and, and we all, we all do that to a degree. Right. Yeah. I was I think just, so. yeah. was just talking to a friend. Um, just, uh, I think it was just yesterday that, uh, it's, it's only, you can go as far as your own imagination. And if you don't think big enough, Right. Then, then you don't do big enough things mm -hmm. and then your life is just confined to, you know, a certain level that you may think it's okay, but yeah. you, know, you, you don't really, uh, you know, get anywhere else. And so uh, I think it's a, a great quote to always remind ourselves that there's more possibility. What else can we think of? Just right. be more creative of uh, what, what we can do, because if we can think it, we can do it, right? absolutely yes yeah and uh uh thank you uh michelle thank you so much thanks for that for thanks for your time and being on here i know you're a busy entrepreneur thanks for um, having me many trademark people out there to to help and uh, appreciate you and uh, we will catch up with you another time okay great if you enjoyed this podcast make sure that you subscribe to receive notifications of all new episodes and please give us a positive review and if you want to hang out with us live, check out our YouTube channel where you can continue the conversations with me and our guests.